Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlick and Mac Lane podcast presented by Ingalls Mac. We are very excited for today's episode, as we always are. Last week was a Florida State flavored week and a lot of great responses. Loved it. We had Florida State retweeting everything, so we appreciate that. This week, a little more kind of back to some Clemson flavor because we have a big guess that we scored. Got to be honest, it's a big one. That's right, KG. Literally, uh, physically, all the different <laughs> things uh, that you can think about. But Brian Brzee joining us, defensive tackle, uh, star for the Clemson Tigers there. And really just, it, it was so funny. I, I love to peel back the curtain a little bit. And we talked about this with Brian. Um, but he was just so busy, like site to site, visit to visit. We had planned a couple, then another visit popped up. We had to move it around. Um, and then I think he he got back at like, 3 a.m. or something crazy. We had to push it again. And uh, so we finally got him. And, man, it was such a great conversation just hearing about his Clemson experience, why he chose Clemson, uh, the different things, you know, the positions that he played, how versatile, you know, he was throughout his career. And then a little insight on on the combine and the late nights that he had there as well as, as some of these visits. He's actually knocked out, I think, KG, like four or five more since we have spoken. So yeah, Brian sure. has been a little bit – of a busy man. Can't wait to see where he ends up. This was a super fun deal. Um, but KG, before we show our Ingles video, I do want you to tell the people about the sandwiches that you made because it got so much interaction on social media. People were, they were passionate about their pimento cheese or egg salad. Well, you gotta be, right? I mean, this is a Southern staple, especially Masters Week. And, you know, I have had some cravings now and again as we are hitting the home stretch about like four weeks till baby boy is supposed to be here. And so I'm watching the Masters and I'm like, I need some pimento cheese. I need it now. I need a bad. So I thought, let's go to Ingles. Let's go figure this out. And, you know, egg salad, of course, I, I am more of a pimento cheese person. Of course. But I do enjoy a good egg salad sandwich. And that's I feel like that's a very Masters thing, maybe even more than the pimento cheese because you could eat that whenever. Sure. So I go to my local Ingles. They're literally right next to each other. So easy. The pimento cheese was one shelf. The egg salad was the other shelf. And they had like... Every single type of pimento cheese you can imagine, all these other options. So I get that and I bring it home and I do like a taste test. And I got to be honest, I told Nick this and he laughed at me. I thought I was just going to eat one. I ate both sandwiches. Now, look, (laughs) I am pregnant, so cut me some slack. But I had to eat both because the egg salad surprised me. I mean, I I like egg salad, but it was good. That's right. And so, yeah, we put out the question, (laughs) if I had to choose, I'm more of a pimento cheese person. What about you, you, Mac? There you go. Um, I do not discriminate with food. Uh, Sometimes I'll stack them on top. I'll mix them together, whatever (laughs) it takes. Uh, But I I probably am with you. I'll probably lean pimento cheese. Mm. Um, But I will say you, you inspired us uh, we, we went to Ingles, got the recipe. Kaki batched up her uh, homemade recipe for some Ooh, egg salad, and it was on. killer. It was killer. So there's no better way to enjoy Master Sunday than with some pimento cheese, some egg salad. Um, but let's get into this interview, KG. We could talk about food and Masters all day long. <laughs> Before we get to it, here's a, a message from our good friends over at Ingles. At Ingles, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top quality fresh items for your family table, it's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul 
into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Brian Brzee, man, welcome to the show. Man, you and I have been talking back and forth. You've been all over the world. You're training your tail off. You're doing all these visits. Thank you for joining us today, my man. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Let's start with the Clemson Tigers because we're going to kind of do this journey and and get to eventually modern day where you are right now. But I want to go all the way back, man, to, to, you know, how you made the decision, you know, to pick Clemson. I know Georgia was coming after you hard. I'm sure everybody in the country was. Um, but you decided to be a Tiger. What all went into that, and, and maybe why did you decide to pick the Clemson family? Yeah, uh, I mean, like you said, there was a lot that went into it. Um, you know, in high school, went and visited just about, you know, everywhere, I feel like, uh, during that, my, you know, my high school days. And, and um, yeah, just at the end of the day, just meeting with, with uh, all the coaches at Clemson and, and, you know, getting to be around some of the players and, and you know, seeing the culture that, that was at Clemson and, it's just it's just where I thought I'd grow the most as a, as a player and as a man. So, um, you know, I thought the people around me were were the right people to make that happen. Brian, I remember when you were coming out of high school, you were number one overall recruit by some of the services and, and the the hype, the pressure, all that was there. You go to Clemson and you live up to that hype. And now you've got the NFL side. So being that number one recruit at 17 years old, how did that help prepare you for a moment like this where you're doing job interviews and and you're dealing with the hype of being a, a first round pick potentially. How did that prepare you for this experience? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I would say I, you know, not, not as much as a football side of things because, you know, once you get to college, it's a completely different <laughs> game. You know, you got, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, whatever went on in high school, you gotta, you gotta adapt once you get to college. But, um, I would say just being comfortable talking around people mm. after, you know, being in high school, you know, doing a lot of like interviews and stuff then. And, and um, yeah, just being comfortable talking in front of people, I would say was probably the biggest, uh, biggest help for it because the football side of things, you know, definitely, definitely didn't, you know, it was a big change <laughs> yeah. once I got into college. So. <laughs> I love you bring that up, man, because I remember one thing that you said, I guess this was two years ago now, kind of going from your freshman year to spring, uh, of your sophomore year, I guess spring of your freshman year, however you want to look at it. You said, you know, I, I can play football physically. I have all these things, but now I'm learning how to play football at this level. What did you, what did you mean in that? Can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a loaded answer there with, with so many different things that, that uh, changed for me once I got into college, just understanding uh, offenses, understanding, understanding backfield sets, just, yeah. Stuff that that slows down the game for you and helps you play faster. Learning a lot of technique mm-hmm. um, that that had to change. You know, in high school I was just bigger and stronger and <laughs> and faster than most people. So that that's kind of what I relied on. But once I got to college, it was a a completely different game. So I had to really um, hone in on my technique and 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 understand the game of football. Learn how to study film. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff that that went into just um, slowing the day, the game down for me. And, and I guess w- what else. You said the film, but is is it after hours stuff? Is it you know working with other guys? I mean, there's been so many great players at Clemson and great coaches. I mean, what was the process to know? Okay, you get to camp, you get into games, you're like, okay, this physicality thing is going to work, but I've got to I've got to pick it up too. Yeah, um, I mean, definitely a lot of people. 
I would say the main guy that kind of helped me once I right right when I got into to Clemson was uh, Tyler Davis. You know, he kind of brought me under his wing and and um, you know helped me learn whenever I wanted to go watch film with them, whatever it was. He was up there uh, helping me out all the time. So you know, it was really really good to have Tyler there when I first came in. And then um, yeah, once you know they they already had you know a solid group once I came in. Some old veteran guys in the D line room and and. Um, so they kind of just led the way for me and, and for all the younger guys, you know, just showing us kind of just what you need to be successful. So if it was working out on Sunday, whenever it was going up, watching film after practice, whatever it was, um, they kind of led that way for us. And, and, and um, it just has continued since then. Brian, when you look back at your Clemson career, there are obviously a, a lot of great moments to choose from. And I'm going to put you on the spot here at 9 a.m. when we're recording this interview. I know you had a late flight last night. Can you give me a favorite moment from your time at Clemson? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I I mean, there's been a, a a bunch of really good moments. I would say, um, I would say for me, this last ACC championship this past year was definitely uh, really special. Just you know how everything kind of came together at the end of the year there, and and you know the team played so well together, and uh, just. You know, winning winning championships are hard, so it was a uh, it was really special for for um you know that team that we had last year and and uh to to go to go out and do it. Yeah, you you bring up Tyler Davis. You, you talk about that great moment. Um, there there was some speculation. Tell me how real this was or not of you coming back. There were, there were a lot Ooh. of people that were saying, "Man, this dude, we think he's coming back." Was that real at all? Was that just the media? Did did you think about it or did, was this kind of your plan? Hey, I'm gonna do the three years. I'm going to go get this bag. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely wasn't 100% set in stone throughout this year. You know, had a lot going on this year. So um, wasn't 100% set on, on heading out after everything. But, um, yeah, I was just kind of waiting until the end of the season, talking to, to, to Coach Sweeney, Coach McCorvey, um, figuring out, you know, what you know what the next step would kind of look like for me. And, and um, you know, just but wanted to finish out the season and, and kind of just see, you know, where where it put me at the end, and 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 that's, you know, I, I waited to decide until then. Yeah. What, what what was the biggest, I guess, factor? Was it just the information you got from the league? Was it just Coach Sweeney saying, "Hey, you can't miss this opportunity"? <laughs> what what was for you, you know, the biggest factor there? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a lot of stuff. I mean, talking to my family, talking to Coach Sweeney, you know, how he, um, yeah, I mean, he he was, you know, he's always super supportive, and and you know, was was completely. You know, fine either way. Obviously, if I were to come back, he would have been happy, but was happy for me. Uh, if, 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 you know, if and, and when I left. So um, there was a, just so many different factors that kind of went into it. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I just, you know, I, I felt really, really prepared for it and, and ready for the next level, and, and that's kind of what it, what it came down to. Speaking of that prep, you know, I've, we've, Mac and I have been following the combine and all the things that have been going on. What people are writing about you, scouting reports, all these things. And one of the things people really like is your versatility because you played multiple positions on the D-line at Clemson. How much do you think that has helped you when you've gone on these top 30 visits and when you've met with teams at the Combine? Is that something they bring up? Tell, tell us more about that. Yeah, I mean, it obviously is, is, is very helpful. You know, there's a bunch of different defenses um, in the NFL. And, and at Clemson, I was just talking to somebody the other day, it's like, you know, when I go into these meetings and stuff and, and people are installing their defense, we ran so many different defenses that are like, <laughs> it to me, like they just call it something else, but it's the same thing that, 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 you know, I had ran in Clemson. So 
uh, that's definitely super helpful. And then, yeah, playing up and down the line, it, it, uh, you know, it, it makes it easier for, for me if a team's running a four, three, a three, four, whatever it is, I I'm able to, to kind of, uh, just fit in, in in different spots than if I was just, you know, a, a one a one position kind of player. So they've seen me play mm-hmm. all these different positions and, and you know, it's easier for them to plug me in those spots because they've seen it happen. Yeah, and, and we know the NFL is rapidly changing at all times, using guys in different ways. And I mentioned these top 30 visits, which are visits that potential first-round guys go on and you go and you kind of meet with the teams and everything. Obviously, don't tell us the teams. We're not here to break any crazy news. But – you know, we you talk about your recruiting process and how you went on all these visits everywhere. How is it different? How is it similar to go on these visits for a legitimate job interview where you're going to be paid a lot more money, you know, in, in that in that regard? So what are those top 30 visits like? Yeah, I would say there's there's somewhat similar to recruiting, but not like all oh, the, the flashy. Right. Kind of stuff. You <laughs> not know, like that, pick us. Cause not, we're picking you. Not doing any uh, yeah. photo shoots. <laughs> you know, photo shoots are involved. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's not, you know, all the flash that goes on, with you, but just kind of showing you around the facility, getting you to meet people. Um, yeah. They just kind of take you around. So, so that if you already get drafted by their team, you, you're already kind of, you know, you've met these people. You're, you're somewhat comfortable with the people there. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a, they're kind of quick visits. It's uh, you know, you're there for for maybe half the day, and then you head out. So it's it's um, it's just a lot of meetings and and um and and just getting to know people. Sure, sure, and I know that's a lot of fun. Just something that probably you've dreamt about your whole life, mm-hmm. and and you're right here. I mean, it's it's so close uh to to being and, and accomplishing your goal there. I do want to go back to the versatility piece for a second. Uh, that KG brought up because, a- as she mentioned, you you played nose, you played three technique, you had to play defensive end in the bowl game. Um, you know, wh- where do you feel the most comfortable? Where do you feel the most dangerous that you can really use your skill set uh, and get after the quarterback or stop the run? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think kind of home base for me at Clemson has, has been that three technique. Um, so I'll say that's kind of kind of where I'm the most comfortable, uh, yeah. where where I kind of understand the position the most. Yeah. And is that just physical traits? Like you feel comfortable with those guards and centers or, or just because you, you did it the most, as you said? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think obviously playing up and down the line, there's different techniques everywhere you play. Right. Um, you know, pass rushing is completely different at a five than it is at a three. Um, so there's all these different factors that kind of go into it. And I think just because I'd rep the three techniques so much and, and um, understand, you know, the different things that come with it, like, you know, pass rushing, things happen a lot quicker when you're in, in the yeah. interior, you know, there's not. So, I mean, all that kind of stuff. I'm just, I'm just more used to, to being in there and, 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 and just comfortable there. Sure. Yeah. So I, I'm going to let KG jump into the combine, but I want to talk pre combine stuff mm. because I, I think, you know, what, what was interesting for a lot of people was just health, you know, uh, you know, with the, the ACL, with shoulders, different things. I think a lot of people were eyeing that when you went into the combine. So how was your training? Like the bowl game ends and you're not doing football anymore. Like you're doing agility, speed, and you actually, the videos that I was seeing, you were doing a little bit more football stuff than most people just because of those drills that defensive linemen do. But how different was that? Have you ever experienced anything like that in your life where it's like, we're going to do four events that you'll never do ever again. Get really good at them. Um. Yeah, I think by the end of it, I was I was I was done with it. We were, you know, they were kind of holding out the guys that weren't going. Like some people were going to the Senior Bowl and that kind of things, um, but some of the younger guys who were out there were, who we were training with weren't. Like 
they wouldn't let us do any football drills the first like month. And we were like, I can't get down in this like 40 stance again. Like it was brutal. So um, by the end of it, we were, we were definitely ready to, to play football again. Um, yeah. A lot of, uh, uh, you know, it was, I had a great time. I was out in California uh, training with, with, uh, we were at this a place called Proactive out there, and and you know I lo- all the trainers were great. Everyone who we were with was was you know all the players I was with. You know we had a, we had a great time, built uh, good relationships with everybody, so that made it fun. But I was definitely ready to get out of a out of a forty stance and 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 get back to football. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we got to talk about the forty though for a second because Brian, you're you're a big man, all right. You ran a four eight six, which is really really impressive. So how, you know, when you look at the 40, I know it's something you've probably been asked to do at different times, but of course you haven't trained for it like this. So is 486, was that your goal? Was that the range you wanted? How much did you have to to train specifically in the whole sprinting uh, situation to get that? Like, tell us more about how we got this 486. Yeah, I mean, I think the 40 is, I mean, it's a lot of technique. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the stuff is is kind of learning how to run track it feels like so um yeah that was that was kind of my goal to be in in the mid to to mid four eights um you know the 10 yard split was obviously important and, and all that kind of stuff but uh yeah it was it, it had been my goal since I got into to be in the mid four eights so yeah a lot it's of casual. into yeah. it though it's a big man moving. Uh, I, I was thinking four nine would be great. I saw that four eight pop up. I was like, "Oh my god! Like this is <laughs> this is nuts." Uh, so, so how about the rest of the combine? Kind of similar to uh, you know these visits where you're doing just so many meetings. And, and I think what's so interesting, every you know kind of prospect that we've spoken to to this point, everyone says that you know from an outsider's perspective, and maybe even your perspective when you were a younger player is, "All right, I show up to Indy, I do my drills, I go home," and that's not the case. Like you're there like a week. I mean, how was the entire, you know, kind of process for you? Yeah. Um, late nights, early because, Yeah, I was going to say, KJ Henry told us that because of the senior bowl, he got a lot out of the way. He got to go to bed. You're rolling in like 1 a.m. after all these meetings yeah. you've had. Yeah. So, I mean, um, obviously you're there for a week, so you still got to try to, you know, squeeze in some time to, to train, work on some technique stuff, all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's a lot of uh, medical stuff. You're in the hospital for – I don't even know. It was like six or seven hours. Like you're just sitting there waiting for your MRI, like um, that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, a, a lot of meetings with a bunch of different teams, but that's late at night. So sure. uh, it would go probably from like, for me, probably 8 PM to, to like 11 every night. And I was uh, getting and then I'd try to go over to, to, you know, where, where my, our trainers had a little suite across the street try to get some, some rehab in, like all that kind of stuff. Wow. It's just a lot, you know, it's a, it's a lot to squeeze into the days, but, um, you, you know, you were training the last two months for it. So you, you try to prepare even during that time to, to, uh, to do well, but yeah, KJ would be asleep with the lights off every night <laughs> when I come. I'm trying to be quiet walking in. He's already, he's like, ah, oh, I was in bed at like nine thirty last night. I was like, nice. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice. We we talked with Josh Downs, former North Carolina wide receiver, and of course he was at the combine. And he said a team during one of the meetings asked him to make a putt, like on a green, <laughs> and he missed it. And he said, "I don't know what that means. You know, maybe, maybe it's a good sign that I don't play a lot of golf, so I'm focused on the field." Did a team ask you to do anything weird, or like ask you a weird question, anything like that? Um. No, not at the combine. Uh, on on 
one of my visits, I played pig though against oh. uh, uh, against one of uh, one of, one of the uh, the coaches. So, and I mean, he couldn't miss. It was crazy. <laughs> Could not miss. A Hold shot. on, we need play by play. We need full play by play. <laughs> well, we we walk in and um and there's like just a basketball hoop, like like a one that would be in your front yard, like just okay. in the middle of an auditorium. And, <laughs> We're in there. We walk in, and I ask if there were any rules, and he said no. And I said okay, and then he said only one dunk. So we're going okay. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then finally, he—I mean, he didn't—he didn't miss. I, he may have missed one or two shots the whole time. It was crazy. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So I have to go up. I start dunking so that, and then he's just putting his hand up like, all right, pee. Like, so we were going back and forth though. Um, I but it was it it was like I was playing against like. Like Larry Bird out there, like it. Was, <laughs> what was the game winning shot? What did he beat you with? What was the game winner? It, it, they were all. He was just. It was like all like, like logo shots. Right. Like he was deep, just pulling it. Like. Oh. Okay. Brian, you Caitlin know, Clark out here, man. Caitlin Clark, that's right. I've been there. That's right. On one of the one of the media dinners that Dabo hosted at his house pre COVID, he challenged me to horse. And um, I was wearing flip-flops and jeans, and he had on, like, tennis <laughs> shoes, and he was ready to go. Of course. And of course. we went back and forth. We played we played pig. We went back and forth for, like, 30 minutes. And he got me on some left-handed floater, like something ridiculous. But he knew if we kept shooting threes, he was going to lose. So I've been there. It's those those professional horse people. You know, it's like that's what they do. So I understand. Yeah. Oh, Coach Sweeney, we played uh, on some visits and stuff. We played – We I think – I just saw a video pop back up. It was like me, EJ Williams, and DJ playing <laughs> Coach Sweeney, uh, Miguel Chavez, and somebody else in three on three, like while we're here getting recruited. So, yeah. Dabo loves to hoop. He, he loves to hoop. He, he loves, loves it. it. Yeah, he loves that. <laughs> He's just a competitive dude. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, well let's, let's, let's get to where we are now. You, you, you just told us you're back in Clemson. You know, probably working out, staying healthy, all these different things. What, what, what is next outside of the visits? Um, do, do you have any plans for the draft yet? What's what's the deal? You get to relax like at all, Brian? <laughs> um, yeah, a lot going on uh, with with visits and stuff. Um, you know, I'm I'm planning on being home uh, for the draft awesome. with my family in Maryland. Um, but yeah, just just kind of visits uh, are, are set up for the next few weeks, and and uh, you know, I have some some time uh, in between some of them to be back in Clemson, and so this is kind of home base right now. Uh, and yeah, just 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 kind of just kind of trying to train, get ready for for rookie minicamp wherever that is, and 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 be ready to go. Brian, we all know, um, you know, since you were that big time recruit, and then your years at Clemson, it's been a journey, and there's been highs and lows for you and your family. And I know, you know, when you were in high school and you're that highly rated, your your goal is the NFL. I, I imagine your goal has been the NFL for a long time. What will it mean to you when you hear your name? And you hear that a team has selected you, and that that dream comes true. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I have. There's a video that my mom posted on Facebook when I declared for me in like first grade, saying I wanted to play in the NFL. So for a school project. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's been a lifelong goal of mine, a uh, dream of mine, and and um, I'm sure it'll be an emotional moment when it when it does uh, when it does come true, and and uh, not only for me but my family. You know how much they all have sacrificed and and. Uh, and yeah, just just uh, always had you know had my back through all of it, and 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 um, yeah, I've never doubted anything that that I've believed in. So um, 
it'll be it'll be a special moment. No doubt, no doubt. Well, last thing for you, man. We'll get we get you out of here. I, I like to ask this for everybody. Just who's going to be moving on and, and going to this next level? Whatever franchise drafts you, whatever team picks you up, what, what are they getting from Brian Brzee? Yeah, um, I mean, I would I would say a, a big athletic human being who who, <laughs> who is who is very who is very disruptive and and and. <laughs> likes to, to to wreak havoc, but um, you know somebody who's going to come in and, and and bust his butt to um to to you know earn the respect of of you know teammates and 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 uh, coaches around and um yeah coming in and do anything I can uh, I can to play so uh just yeah just going to come in and, and be ready to work. There you go, easy enough, man. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys. Thanks again to our guy, Brian Brzee, for joining us here on the program. If we hadn't recorded this episode kind of like a week and a half ago, I would have asked Brian if he's a pimento cheese or egg salad guy. And I don't know, from from the vibe with Brian, I feel like he'd probably say both. He might be like you, Mac, just throwing both on a slice of bread. I mean, that's... That's crazy, but he's, he's from kind of the, the northern area there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I, I bet he would go with. I bet he'd go with the egg salad. I bet he'd mm, egg salad. Interesting. Well, it's going to be fascinating to see. You ready for this transition? It's going to be fascinating to see what these where these teams go when it comes to Brian Brzee because obviously this guy's a first round talent, a first yeah. round um, prospect. At one point couple of years back, people were having him as the number one overall pick in the draft, sure. et cetera. We know about the injuries and different things, but he tested really well. We talked about that with him, tested really well at the Combine and at Pro Day. I've seen different things. I, You said it best, Mac. You said, don't overthink it, right? Don't overthink it. This guy's a first-round pick. Weirdly, the the parallel that comes up in my mind could be, and I know it's a different position, so I'm not talking positions here, but a guy like T. Higgins, where I feel mm-hmm. like people overthought it. Yep. And he went either first or second pick of the second round. And now he's, you know, a superstar in the yeah. league. So for some reason, I feel like people are going to overthink it. And I don't know why, Mac. Yeah, I, I just, um, man, I've got to think that because he tested so well, that, yeah. that will ease some of that because he is. I mean, he's just a massive dude. 6'6", 300 pounds, running a 4'8". Like, come on, what are we doing? He can play any position <laughs> on the defensive line. The production when available w- was freaky, but I, I think what the, the hangup could be was limited snaps. Yeah. Injury bug. Can't, is it sustainable? All these different things. Um, because it's a big investment, right? You're hoping to get at least, you know, five years out of a guy when, when you're drafting a first rounder. That, that's kind of the, the minimum contract there that, that you get out of, of a young man. So I think that that will be the only thing that. Maybe there's a risk, which there's always a risk, right? This is a yeah. dangerous sport that, that these guys are playing. Uh, you know, injuries can can happen literally at any given point. But KG, when I see his athleticism, when I see his versatility, those two things to me is what makes him so attractive. He's not just a two gap player. He's just he's not just a pass rusher. He is the total package. And I think his best football is still ahead of him, which right. is a great thing. He's not this final form piece. I, I think he's this big mold of clay that you can kind of bang out to whatever you want. You know, if, if you want him to be, you know, more of a three technique, if you want him to put on some weight and, and be a, a big guy in the middle, if you want him to be a defensive end in certain packages, all of that is in play. Mm-hmm. Then you look at his character, you look at the leadership abilities, no red flags there at all. If anything, green flags, you want that guy in your locker room, the, the things that you know he can do, he's a football player. 
he he's a bully on the field. He likes to hurt people within the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want in a defensive tackle. Um, and, and when you you look at his family and where he gets strength from, and you know just his his baby sister. I mean, I, I see that stuff all the time that his family posts of of thinking about her, and and I know he uses that fuel each and every day. Um, it's a home run to me. I mean, I think it's I think it's crazy if he gets out of the top fifteen. Um, but surely, I, I just I don't see him getting out of the first round, Casey. I really don't. Yeah, and if if he does, people are people be crazy. I mean, that's, that's the right. only <laughs> logical explanation there. But it was really fun to cover Brian's Clemson career. Yeah. And I remember specifically, I was at the ladies' clinic last year um, when his sister was there, and Brian kind of walking her out for the fashion show, and you could just see how tight knit that family is. It's a family you want to root for and it's a player you want to root for. So very excited to see where Brian Brzee ends up. That's right. Any, any guesses, any guesses on a a team or maybe the things you've seen that fit (sighs) makes sense, man. I mean, I, the, the one that I saw the other day, which was the beginning of the second round was very baffling. I think it was the Steelers. Maybe I'm trying to remember Mm -hmm. who it was. But you're right. I think the versatility and honestly, just some of the question marks about some of the other D tackles in this class. I'm not going to name names, but (laughs) I think we all know what I'm talking about. He's a guy that you just don't have red flags with. And also you have the Clemson pedigree and the D line pedigree. So I'm a little more skeptical just because of how things go that it's top 15, Mac. But he should not get out of the first round. He just flat out shouldn't. Yeah, and, and I just I'm I'm looking up some stuff over here trying to figure out what picks are real or not. I see a couple of different things. I think the Lions have two picks in the first round. Mm. If that's the case, if they can get him at 18, that would be an absolute steal. I feel like he fits them. He fits yeah, Dan yeah. Campbell, you know, kind of a hard-nosed, rough dude that, you know, loves physicality. And you think of that defensive line, if they added a piece like that with Aiden Hutchinson, a couple other young guys, and now you add Brian Brzee. Ooh, look look out. I mean, that, that could be one of the better defensive lines immediately. So that's a pick I could see. I don't know if he will go six. I, I think it's certainly warranted. Uh, but if they could get him somehow at 18, man, yeah. I think that would be a, a home run for him and for Detroit. So be fascinating to see, like you said, where where do all these guys, but specifically a guy like Brian Brzee, who is so highly touted, as you mentioned earlier, mentioned as you know the top guy for two years, yeah. and now we know how things move and change and all that. You know where is he going to end up? And we'll get into more of that speculation um, in a couple weeks before the draft. We're going right. to have ESPN draft analyst Jordan Reed on our boy, and he can give us all that inside of what he's hearing and all. You know, we know that Brzee's been on quite a few top thirty visits and all that, but I'm excited to hear from Jay Reed in the coming weeks. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. That's right. It's going to be so much fun. We'll have a couple more spring episodes. We're going to have a couple of more prospects join us, uh, and then it'll be NFL draft time. Cannot wait for that. And then after that, guys, it's summer guest tour. Let's go. Ooh. We're rolling through this thing. It's We've coming already in. got some ah. big ones lined up. Let's That's just put right. it that way. That's right. You, you guys are going to love it. It's going to be another fun summer. Uh, we're going to have an appearance of a baby boy. We're going to do a baby episode. <laughs> Maybe not quite yet, but soon enough, we will do soon that. Soon enough. I can't wait. Amelia I can't, can lead the way. That's right. When they both can babble, at least, we, we will do that. <laughs> so we, we maybe have a year or so before that happens. But I uh, can't wait, guys. Thanks for joining us. Another great episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane presented by our friends over at Ingles. Always appreciate their support and help throughout this podcast. If you guys haven't already, I don't know what you're doing. If you're not watching us on YouTube, 
Come on over. We have a good time on here, a fun party. Uh, join us over here. Go to our channel, subscribe, leave some comments. Super fun to interact and, and see you guys there in the comments. And then the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Continue to, to follow you guys over there as well. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you all.